Welcome to the Warped Sense Reality Podcast. This is Josh. And Amy. And we are here after a little... That sounded weird. <laughs> we're here after our normal hiatus. <laughs> our we, normal, like... How we always do. Drop a couple of sodas and then disappear for two weeks, but... Uh, I heard it's been a month. Uh, which we did an episode. We never fin- We never dropped that episode on the podcast. You never finished editing it. And it was is it just, still in there? Yes, yeah, in there. I, I saved the. I saved the uh, project. So, so we, gotta, we did a. We did do. We an did episode. do an episode. We just haven't published it yet. So was that a mashup? <clears throat> yes, it was oh. a mashup. Apparently, but people like our story more than they like our mashups. I like our stories more than our mashups, but I mean, eventually, people got to understand. I feel like people that don't know us won't really get the story. People gotta understand that the story eventually runs out. So this is the whole purpose of this is to get to know us. I really so then, don't think the stories will ever run out. And then, but I mean, it's just a matter about how much, how much about, detail you're willing to go into and how many branches off the family tree you're willing to. I mean, eventually we're going to get to a show show that we're doing talking about just whatever. So I don't know. The story can't go forever, so they got to get used to something different. So all right, well today we're going to be picking up where um, we moved into Camden Windover. Now this is where my story gets all crazy. So this will be interesting. A nice little telltale. I'm checking our stats. This is go time. You check our stats a hundred times a day. Why in the world? We got four listeners in Germany now. Why in the world? Yeah, he said, damn, these Americans is crazy as <laughs> fuck. You got to start listening to these people. These old backwoods. Like, that's 20% rednecks. of our last listeners. You got to be kidding me. It's got to be somebody that we know in, like, the military or something. I don't know anybody in Dean Sons in the military. Maybe it's Mac. I don't know. He don't wouldn't know. know. Why would he listen? He doesn't know us like that. True, he don't. But maybe he's just like, I want, I wonder. I wonder. Somebody in Washington, D.C. All right, let's kick this thing off. I'd like to keep this from being an hour and a half. So so we come off our whirlwind of uh, drama at, um, well, no, Greenbrow was drama, but then the whole Chapel Walk was our two good years of just like still mouth. Where I thought everything was settling down so that we could start a family. Yeah, it was still mouth running going on on my end. That's why you got promoted. Yep. I transitioned to a job working Monday through Friday. Nine to five, so that you know, I thought we were on the track to we had gotten married. Yeah, we while we were married. there. Yeah, so so here we are. Did we talk about getting married? Um, I think we did because we said nobody came. I know, I know. There's a podcast that I was listening to. It might be our very first episode, and I said we got married in 2013. Hmm? Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. We got married in 2003, so I you know this is a, here we are, like 19 episodes later. I'm finally addressing that, but yeah, there's an episode. It's, if anybody who's listening in the first couple of episodes, I said we got married in 2013, but it was really 2003. So I don't know how I mix that up, but whatever, whatever we were talking about at the time. Here we are, moving to Camden, Wendover, moving on up in the world. This is probably our nicest part we lived in. Um, had a skylight and everything. Yeah, because I'm making more money now as a produce manager, so I got my first promotion, and um, so we get in here and um every, like i say it starts off all which we should have just stayed in chapel walk and saved our money but anyways go ahead and chat cha- you know that was i think we were we, that was a brand new apartment complex we were like mm-hmm. moved in from day one mm-hmm. i mean air conditioning would freeze you out i mean everything was nice washer and dryer was in the walk-in closet in the bedroom how smart is that i ain't seen yeah. it since i wish i had it now my washer and dryer is in the basement <clears throat> and then my bedroom's upstairs okay so we get to, we get into camden windover and um everything's going smooth mm-hmm. still fighting still arguing that's um, not smooth i'm still yeah i mean life is okay but i still can't forgive the i past, think we, so. i had just accepted things were the way they were yeah, and I was still going pretty hard. But I mean, but you would argue back. It wasn't like you just sit there like a cat in the corner, like a little mouse, like, oh, 
Like you, no, would, I learned to stand up for myself. Yeah, yeah, you would give it back. So we were bickering. So I get to this store and I'm working in produce, and um, there just happens to be. We just get to the cut to the chase. It was a female working in the department, and um, you know, you talk to your employees, so you realize, you know, she's talking about how bad her home life is. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're I'm arguing at home too. This, that, and the third, you know. So then you start, you know, you start that whole just comparing your lives and realizing that. Um, I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm trying not to react over here. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm just sitting here letting you tell your, hey, I had to tell my door, dirty secret. I just don't know the words to use. I mean, it's just like, I guess we're confiding in each other. I think other. everybody's um, been through that. I think everybody at work has been through a situation where, you know, the work wife, work, work husband uh, terminology comes from where, yeah. you know, you just, you know, you talk to people at work and you let them know. You know, you sometimes you spend more time with people at work than you do with people at home. And and and, with, and so you're talking about like what's going on. You're complaining about your problems. They're complaining about their problems. And I felt like I off subject, off subject. That was a that was a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That was a, a reoccurring theme with Harris Teeter. You spend a lot of time at Harris Teeter. Mm-hmm. I mean, r- wrong I think that's right. a reoccurring theme in all like retail. It, it's got to. I, I mean, no, or maybe even all workplaces. I don't think that because my current job now, I feel like I'm home more than I'm at work. Oh, you're talking about that? I'm talking. You're talking about everybody sleeping with everybody. No, what? <laughs> That's a reoccurring no. thing. That seemed to be a no. reoccurring thing. When, 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 no, a reoccurring thing that we spent a lot of time at Harris Teeter. Like we we worked a lot, you know. We from, were, but we were working our way up. We didn't just go to. So you know, I'm, the job I'm at now, I do the same thing, but I feel like I'm home. It's just no stress. I'm home more, and I will say, you don't be, work forty four hours. You don't being work being in this company, I do not see a lot of this people like these. We we I work at a store that I don't even know people's names, and I've been there for three years. These stores ain't like Teeter with everybody sleeping with everybody. Like there's nobody sleeping with nobody. But you're you're older now, so I think you're past that whole little click uh, of the young people in the front end and in departments that are doing all that. And maybe tail maybe chasing. that is. I hope. Man, that is weird. Like, it just goes right up under my nose. Now you're saying I don't. I think I would realize that, or somebody would say something. I don't know. I've been in your store, and it's like the boringest. On the, these are the the two most boring stores I've ever been. I at think everybody really works at your stores either elderly or special needs. But it's so nice. It's just you go to work, you do your job, you go home, no questions asked. So okay, so I'm working and female in the department, and you know we're con- we're talking, 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 and um, you know, and you go home. She's got a horrible life. You got a horrible life. And you go home and you argue, mm-hmm. and you go back to work. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So so basically, it just led me to believe. But y'all were flirting. Yes, it was inappropriate. So it, one thing leads to another. I'm thinking like, you know, I basically talked myself into, I think I want a divorce. So to pursue, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure in my mind of minds, I'm, I'm pursuing this. So, mm-hmm. and so I come home one day and um, I just hit. So y'all are flirting and yes, talking at work. Yeah, so we're talking at work. So you I decide come home, you want a divorce. I come home and drop the bomb Because we're fighting all the time. So it's, it's to me, it, it sounds like the same situation was I was still, in. It was. Where I come home and I'm miserable from all the fuss and arguing and fighting and all the problems. And then I go to work and this person's telling me how much I deserve better. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and, and and like I said, the fighting wasn't no worse at Chapel Walk. I mean, at Camden than it was at Chapel Walk. So really nothing had changed except this person in my life now you know what i'm saying it's like it wasn't like the arguments got any worse it was the same arguments we were having there that we was having at camden so it, it ain't like it ain't like there it ain't like the arguments were ramping up and it was just getting worse steadily getting worse and worse and worse it was the same is, it had always been for two years but i think this is one thing you're not taking into account in my situation nor yours is we have been together since we were 16 we were each other's first everything blah 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 each other's only at that point curiosity there's also a level of curiosity yes 
of do I really and it's like this do I really want to be with this person for the rest of my life is this it is this the best that it is like I don't really feel like I ever had the thought of do I the thought did cross my mind that it was like I'm married now and I've only been with one woman my entire life sexually you made the comment to me during the whole situation like I don't want to wake up 30 and miserable I'm sure you don't remember because you don't remember oh, I'm saying. sure I said that he was like that I don't want to like wake me. up 30 and miserable that sounds like me and I mean, that's pretty much where we we're headed. And and like I say, and I'm sure subconsciously, you know, and I know I had the thought like, man, I've been with one woman my entire life, like sexually, one woman. Mm-hmm. So now you got that getting the better of you. You're thinking of that. And then you're arguing at home. But the, like I say, but the arguments wasn't no different. The only difference was I had this person added in my life now that I didn't have before. So then that's starting to give you that like, man, maybe there is like maybe maybe something. You, you know, didn't think you had options. Maybe. I don't know, because I always told you, like, everyone told me, you know, you guys, there's no way that he's not going to be curious or you're not going to be curious. Like, it's you're 16 years old. You're not going to it's not going to be together forever. Y'all not going to work out. So everyone had always warned us, which is why when you were asking me to marry you at like 20 years old, I'm like, no, no. because this we're young. We've been together since 16. So we're not going to last. Like, you know what I'm saying? Things are going to like people have more than one relationship in their life. Like nobody goes with just one relationship their entire dating life. See, and for some reason, one main relationship. And like, and you've made comments like that to me back in the day. Like we're not, you know, this ain't yes, I kept trying to tell you and you was like, no, no, no. But I was a different kind of dude. Okay? So I think that when it happened, that's what threw me. I was like, I told you this was going to happen. And I would hope you would agree to this, that I'm not a typical dude is in like these dudes that could just run through women on a nightly basis and go to the club and have a different woman every other day of the week would you admit that i'm nowhere near that type of dude i mean if anybody's seen you they know you're not i'm at damn <laughs> i'm just i'm being it's a serious question okay well this is the thing though did you have those opportunities i don't know i never were you I the kind of guy that, on me were you I the did. kind of guy that was like a serial cheater or that i always call i mean i had talking? i had no. the girl i had the girl at I had the girl at, you know, whoa, damn, what store was that? Oh, Golden Gate? That yeah, pulled her shirt up. Pulled her shirt up. Okay, you remember the mom that was harassing me? I don't, I vaguely remember. Yeah, she was harassed. Like, she grabbed me one night mm-hmm. at work. I was like, I can whoa. see that. That's like, a, you were very young and she was And that freaked me out. So, I mean, so there was opportunities there. Just my mind didn't work like a typical dude's mind and was like, oh, wow, okay. You didn't feel over-sexualized. I just, I just was never been that type of person. I don't know what, it, I don't, something, I'm, maybe it's, I got low testosterone. I don't know. I just wasn't like a oh, you know. Because, you went a chasing tail kind of guy. It. You were boy. you were stuck at home. Like you, uh, like I, I, we had the prime relationship early on that I could have been a cheating, running through hundreds of women, and you, you were stuck at home and would never no, know about it because I'd have jacked you up back, back then. I would have jacked you. I'm up. saying you wouldn't have known it because you your mom would let you leave the house. You your mother didn't let you leave the house. I could have been doing everybody at school told me everything. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about school flings. I'm talking. About, I could have been doing work things. And you never would have known about it if I had that poker face like a normal dude. Like, listen, to what I'm saying here. Like, you're you're construing the story here. I understand what you're saying. Like, you had you wasn't allowed to drive and come check me out at work. You didn't call me a lot because we didn't have cell phones in. So I could have been at work just, yeah, I'll sleep with this girl. Yeah, I'll talk to this girl. Yeah, I'll holler at this girl. And you never would have been none the wiser unless I came and told on myself. But I've always just been a shy, just nervous kind of dude. So, you know, so I don't know what, you know, I just didn't have the opportunity. I'm sure the opportunities were there. I just didn't realize they were there because I never, I didn't think that way. I wouldn't have been together if you were like that. I didn't think that way. Because you were very pursuant upon me. And had you not been so pursuant, I would have just moved on. So I go home, tell the wife I want a divorce, and of course, like all, and, and mind you, one thing I don't, one thing we never touched on was like 
you're like we argued a lot and your go-to was always i want a divorce i want a divorce i want a divorce like you literally throw divorce in my face 30 times a week Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like your go-to i look at it now like that was just your go-to to to shut the argument down because like i could be feeling like i'm in the right and as soon as you hit me with that then it turned into me being apologetic and then shutting my mouth telling you i'm sorry like you know like that was just your argument shut downer you know like you knew like if i'm trying to end this argument like this dude won't shut up leave me alone hey i want a divorce and then boom i shut down uh you i knew you had abandonment <laughs> issues so dang that's what it was I mean, that's smart uh, yeah because I, I mean me, i didn't then i didn't know that's what it was i just knew that that worked it made me nervous if you were calling me names or if you told me you want to divorce whatever. once or a thousand times i took it seriously every time <laughs> it would melt me you but looking back on it like now i know that the reason you were like that is because you had abandonment issues so so when so when i come home and drop the and it took a while to work my nerve up but when i come home and drop the divorce on her she freaked out and like i seen a side of you that i felt like i'd never seen before like yeah because i never really wanted a divorce i just wanted i wanted a not to fight i just wanted like to be normal so then i realized like so when you said you wanted a divorce i was like you would never ever i had never done that ever like anytime i said i want a divorce you were like no 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 it was never been reciprocated so when you were like and i think i gave you my rings and everything and then you were like i said something about like can i get them back like after we're done arguing you're like no so so this is the first sign i've ever seen of amy showing me that i fe- i'm sure she had done it before i just didn't pay attention because i was younger but this was the first time i felt like oh my god like you're treating me the way i treat you like you like this woman loves me like she cares about me you're crying hysterical you know i and i was i've never seen this side of you like i don't know like doting over me like this or because i'm not a weak stuff. bitch i mean uh, I agree. I agree. So then I'm like, but then, I, but now I'm already irritated and then my curiosity has already gotten the best of me. And I'm just like, no, I don't want, you know, when you ask for the rings back, I'm like, no, blah, 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 blah. So I want to say we slept separate rooms for a couple of days, maybe a week. I don't know how long it was. And then I left you not at first. We slept in separate rooms for a couple of days before you left. And then you left. And then, um, then, I, then I want to say after you left, then I was going to try to pursue that relationship with the girl at work. And then, then all of a sudden that popped off as in, she's like, um, I don't want, like basically not, not like I'm a creep or nothing, but she's like, I don't want to do this. I need to work it out at home, you know, cause her and her man were arguing all the time. They had a kid together and stuff. And she's like, so then she just basically shut whatever I thought we had going on was just shut down. Then now I felt like an idiot. But you I was said like, that was after the whole <clears throat> we got in a big fight and it, it was during that time. It was during somewhere in that time frame. Somewhere in that time frame. So so it probably was. I guess it had been after that then because that's what you said. I, I'm I'm trying to think what led up to me and you finally getting into the big altercation. Because I because came you just o- I kept saying over, like I want. Because I came over there and... Like, I know you're cheating. I want to know what's going on. And I kept lying. Like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. I'm you're just like, I nothing. just need time. We just need time. We just need time. And I'm like, I just got this feeling like there's something going on. And, and, and if I was saying that... I was that, dreaming it. I told you. I said, I dreamt that we we're getting a divorce. And it's because you're having an affair with this person. And that was the exact person that you were talking to. And if I told you that I needed time, then it was probably I was trying to make time to see where this was going. So then I would come over there and like, look, if there's somebody else, just tell me because I don't want to sit here in limbo. Like if it's somebody else, I'm not going to fight over a man. So if it's somebody else, just let me know the truth. And I know it's over, over. And then I'm going to take my stuff and leave. But if you say we're just working it out, I just need time to think, which is what you kept saying. Yeah. Then I'm thinking, okay, well, what are we working on? Like what, what is the problem? What is the issue? What are we going to work? How are we going to work on it? 
you know, we're not just saying I need to work on something is not actually working so, on so, it. So yeah, so then a couple of weeks, so then a week. So I came over there and was like, so a couple of weeks went by. You came over there like I want to know what's going on, and I, kept, I was like, I'm not leaving until you tell me. And I kept giving the you truth. the runaround, kept giving you the runaround, kept giving the runaround, and then finally you popped off and said like you had been sleeping with somebody else. You were like, I don't want to tell you anything because I don't want you tearing up anything. Or I don't want you like coming over here with your family. Because I had come over with my family before when I moved out and like took my stuff and left. But even though when I did that, I left all of the major furniture there. I didn't take anything significant. So, because I didn't want to leave you without a place to sleep. So I'm like, you're so worried about all this stuff. Like you're not worried about what I'm trying to talk to you about this relationship. You're more worried about the stuff in the apartment. And then I picked up the candle holder and I like threw it at the TV and you like reached your hand out and tried to block it from hitting the TV. And it did, but it hit your arm. And then we had like a little argument and then I was like leaving. And then for some reason I was going to the mailbox. I was like, well, I'm going to go check the mail, see if I got any mail because I'm leaving. And then you was like, I'll ride with you to the mailbox. So in the car. I don't car, know why you decided to ride look, me to the mailbox. Let's just shorten this up because this is where we get an hour, four hour podcast. So we get in the car, we're arguing because you want to know what's going on. I'm like lying basically. And then you, so then I guess, you know, like I know, I know exactly what to say to get me set off. So then maybe I'll rat on myself. So you made up some story about you had been sleeping with somebody or doing, doing whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I flip out, start punching the dash. I said, if you've been seeing somebody, it's fine because I've already been seeing somebody anyways. So, and that just sent me into a fit of rage. And, and and then you freaked out. And I've always told you, like, I don't know how men have the, like, I had no right because I'm already doing shady shit behind your back. So, and that's how men, men are so weird. It's like, I'm cheating on you. Get over it. You cheating on me. Then let's, it's time to fight and break shit. And, you know, <laughs> you know, like men just feel so entitled. Like they're allowed to do it. Nobody else can. So, so you throw so you you hit me with that that bomb and then I'm like then I get like go see red into a fit of rage I think I punched your punching you broke your air conditioning unit and your damn broke the little things out in your car smacked your you radio. busted my car up and then on the inside. and then you were like trying to leave I'm like get out of the car get out so I get you out of the car I want to say I I think I grabbed you by the back of the neck threw you in the bush it was very it I was, came out of my shoes yeah it, it was very. Uh, it was very inappropriate, and then I drug you up the steps. It got very scary. I drug you, and up that's the one steps. thing. If you can admit, of any time that we've gotten to some kind of, because you're always like, "Oh, you've we've hit each other before," like you know, you slapped me or whatever. I'm like, the, the that night was a total different level. Yeah, I, oh, I was than anything was else we'd ever done. So I was actually scared. I was furious. Because so, you like to downplay that that scenario. So I, we get upstairs, and then I'm, you know, we're yelling back and forth, and then um, I, I know I pushed you down on the couch. I think I choked you at one point. Um, punched your legs, your arm. You maybe. didn't punch me. You never punched me. I hit your arms. You and slapped legs me open handed on my arms. But like, but and, and that's me. one thing. Like, not that it, it's never right to hit anybody, but I've never like hit you like a never like you punched you in the face or slapped your face or nothing like that. But it's still inappropriate to put your hands on a woman in general. But mm -hmm. I wasn't like. But I felt like it was my fault because I had initiated <clears throat> the lie. I need, I told the lie to try to get the truth out of you, but really it just it was instead well, of I, I know it, I know at some point during so our at arguing, that moment I felt like it was my fault. At some point in our arguing, I was like, "Oh, well, that's fine," because I've been seeing somebody too, and you was like, "Ah, I knew it." And then then I then I started backtracking, like, "No, no, 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 I just said it because you said that." And then you know we're arguing and fighting. I was like, I knew it. I, by the way, I lied about seeing somebody. I yes. just, I was just trying to get the truth out of you. And that's when you're like, well, I'm lying too. So, so we, I end up putting hands on you, which I shouldn't have. I, I apologize for that. And, um, then we finally, somehow the argument finally calmed down. And then I want to say, like I say, we slept together before you left and then mm -hmm. you, and then you left. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, 
whoa, what, you know, what the hell just happened? So then, and then I didn't see you again for probably five, six, seven days. You know, I'm working. And then, and my, and then, so I think it was somewhere in this time now where she's like, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to work it out at home. So I don't want to really pursue this. And boom, it mm-hmm. was, but like I say, nothing sexual had happened between me and her at all, period, this whole time. And then off she goes. And now I'm sitting here like, what an idiot I look like. Like, I don't got this big bomb blew up my relationship. And now, like, for what? So. So I just put my head down and go to work every day, mind my business, and like a week goes by, like I think it was nine days exactly, not not knock on the door. I worked a Sunday morning, get home from work, I'm, and I went and laid down. I think it's icing now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having a nice little blizzard here in Ohio tonight. Supposed to get like 11 to 9 to 11 inches, and I think we're probably already sitting at a good three or four now, and it's supposed to snow till, what time is it now? It's, it's 10 o'clock at night, and it's supposed to snow till like 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And it's been snowing since six PM. So where was I at? So then I go so then I go to work one Sunday morning, come home from work, go and I just lay you know, it was an empty apartment, nothing to do. So I just lay down, roll till I fall asleep, knock on the door, I go to the door, it's the police. And they're like, Hey, uh, Mr. McDaniel, yes. You know, can we step in the apartment? Yes. Come in the apartment. And they're like, We have a warrant for your arrest for a domestic uh dispute between you and uh, and Amy, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh Lord. And they're like, basically like, look, we're sorry, you got to go to jail. I'm like, what? And I'm like, and he gives me the date. And I'm like, that was like nine days ago. He's like, it don't matter. You you know, you're going to jail. So I'm like, crap. So he, But they were cordial, let me get dressed. I was in my boxers. They let me get dressed, told me I could bring my phone with me, make phone calls in the car. And they take me down, put me in the car, and off we go. And little did I know, you were there in the parking lot waiting on me to go. Well, can I, can I touch on what led up to that? Because I've got a lot of grief for like, oh, you waited nine days, da, 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 da. Go ahead. Okay, well, like I said, when it, when it all went down, I'm like, you know, I felt like I instigated it by telling an intentional lie just to try to get a rise out of you to get the truth out of you, which ended up being the confrontation. But then when I go back to work and I go back to my family and I go back to everybody and they're looking at me and they're like, because I had bruises and everything. And they're like, you don't like let somebody like it doesn't matter what you did. No one had the right to do that to you. Exactly. Like you need to do something about that. And you don't, you know, so then I went to Miss June's house. I don't know if you remember Miss June. She's an older lady. Yep. And she was like, I need you to come to my house tonight, and I need you to, I, this afternoon, I need to show you something. So I went to her house, and we watched a movie. She wanted me to watch um, The Diary of a, Black, of a Mad Black Woman. And so I watched that movie, and she was like, this is what you're going through, yada, yada, yada. I really wish she wouldn't have shown me that movie, because that kind of like led to like my reaction to the next situation. But just from everybody telling me, like, you know, you if you don't if you let him get away with it now, next time he might he's going to seriously hurt you or he's going to kill you. Like, I just really was like, OK, you're right. I need to do something about it. So I did nine days later. Like we have never had altercation like that before or after since. No. So I don't know why, like, somebody would have you believe in, like, uh, like. Because it was pretty serious altercation. It was a like, serious it altercation. It was a very serious altercation. But it's like, it, but, like, the way the way she made it sound like this is a reoccurring pattern and he's just going to get worse like, and worse. Like, you have to think, I, I had actually physically cheated on you before and you didn't act like that. So I'm not sure, like, to me, you had went, you were like, I don't know, I just, I like, I told your sister, like, I don't know, like, he, I don't know this person. I was super enraged. 
I don't know this person. That and among other things that you were doing at the time, I'm like, I don't, this is not him. Like, I don't know who this is. Like, you're, yeah, you can be a jerk and you can say some like foul I things. Was, I think it was my midlife crisis. But you were drinking at, and you were partying and you were going out and you were going to the gym and you were just doing things that you never had done in our entire, it was like you were like from the midlife crisis at 25. But like I say, I think, but anytime Everybody's felt, looking at it because that's why, a main reason why it took me so long to actually realize that you were cheating because I'm like, there's no way. Anytime I felt guilty about it, I just think about stuff you had done, and that was how I justified anything I was doing, yeah. which was a coward's way out of just being a man about what was going on. But I was in such denial about it because I just couldn't believe that you would do that. You cheat on me. You were like so like obsessed with me. Trust me, I look back on now. And you I, were so like, just. I couldn't get rid of you. That's my one regret in life to doing that. So, but then okay, so you got you <clears throat> went. They took you to jail. I was in the parking lot because I wanted to go in and get some stuff out of the apartment. So I didn't see them bring you out or anything like that. So I waited, and then I went. Me and my friend went in, and I was looking in nightstand because I thought there were some papers in there that I was looking for. And I'm you think you're looking look. for a marriage license. No, I was looking for the um, shot papers from where I. Um, when I was in nursing school, I don't know why I wanted that. I have no idea. So I look in there because I had seen the vanilla envelope in there. And so that I looked in your nightstand drawer and there was a picture of the girl and her son mm-hmm. in your nightstand drawer. Yep. And that's when I was like, I knew it. I knew it. So me and my friend were like, you know, at first I was mad. I was very mad. I was, I was as enraged probably if you'd have been there I'd have probably choked you. Um, so then I said, oh, all this, he wouldn't tell me just because he want to protect everything that's like, you wouldn't tell me the truth because you didn't want me to take the stuff or clean the apartment out or anything like that. The main thing was a TV. So I was like, well, I can solve this problem. So you had got an ax at the Renaissance Festival and, um, it's like double bladed on both sides. I don't know what the technical term for it is. You put the ax in the TV. So I took that ax and I hit the TV. It was a bubble TV. And those things are way more sturdier than I realized because it took me three whacks to get that thing busted. And then another thing is unplug it first because then it sparked out and scared the crap out of me. And then at that point, it just kind of became like, I don't know. She left us. My friend left at some point and I'm just there by myself and just with my thoughts. And I'm like remembering the movie. And you know how the part with the I don't know if you remember the movie, but at some point Medea's like, oh, you get ha- half of everything is yours. And like mm. breaks out the chainsaw and like starts like the couch in half. Yeah, and- so I'm like, he's not gonna take my stuff. Like, I'm not gonna leave my stuff here for him and some other chick to just like. I worked for this stuff. Like the bed I paid for, the couch uh, was from my boss at work. The table somebody had given the kitchen table, like every main per- piece of furniture in that house, I had bought or was given to me personally. Um, and so I wasn't gonna like leave it there to just walk away i should have had i been a bigger person that's what i would have done and i should have just left it all because it wasn't worth it i didn't have anywhere to take it i was basically homeless at the time so i should have just walked away from it but i didn't i did the petty and childish thing and like tore up all the stuff and but i didn't tear up any of your personal belongings because at some point your sister showed up i guess you had told her to come get your vehicle because you were worried about it i guess and so she shows up and then she's like trying to get the picture from me. And I'm like, no, you're not getting this picture. Uh-uh, this is my evidence. So she came and I gave her all your clothes. I gave her your dog. I gave her your golf club, all your personal belongings. I, I gave that to her. I didn't tear up any of your personal belongings, but anything that I have bought, because I always spent my money on the big stuff for the house. I wasn't going to leave there. So if it wouldn't fit in my car, then I destroyed it. Okay, so so very I, childishly as well. So I so I'm so I I'm in jail and you know I do my little however long I was in there a couple like it was forty eight hour cool down period which I don't understand the word cool down 
Because <laughs> the longer I'm in there, the madder I'm getting. Like this was, th- this is my one and all, well, I mean, no, I did a little juvenile that one time in Flagstaff. But this is my first time in jail. Jail. It's no joke. It's not how people want to go there. I don't know, but I was weirded out because like the first cell they stuck me in was like um, they had the they had them divided up in projects because they couldn't put certain people. Certain people they'd fight, so they put me in this one big cell that's like full of like all these people from like Claremont or I mean it might it might not have been. it was one of the projects. Front projects. And this place, there's nowhere, there's not even room to sit down. And I'm standing here, I'm standing here with a bag with blankets in it and a mattress. I'm holding in my hand. And, and like, there's no, I, they put me in and I go down this little hallway and I'm standing against the hallway. Cause there's like, I looked in the first two rooms, there's all the bunks are taken and I'm like, Oh crap. So I didn't even waste my time walking all the way down and I'm standing there against the wall and I'm like, Oh man, this is, this, <laughs> this is like something you see on TV, like scared mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there and like these dudes start walking by, they start jumping at me, like flinching on me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh no, this is going to be a long night. I'm about to get dusted up in here. You know, and I'm like, oh man! So I, I'm, I probably, I was probably in there maybe 20 minutes, and at the very end, I hear a door open, and I see a door, and there's like a control center right there in the middle. I bet you, I bet you, in that control center is probably a door to each wing. You know, and there's one guy in the middle just watching cameras. Mm-hmm. He opens the door. I see him looking at me. He says something to somebody, and then they shut the door. So then I'm like, okay. So then he's they probably say, like, they're gonna kill him tonight. <laughs> so then, so then they say, no. I like I'm standing there, and I hear some dude like, hey, you hear him? Hey, I'm like, I look to my left, and there's a dude like, hey, the guard wants you. I'm like, oh, what, what, what? So there's a cell door to my left. So I go around the corner to the cell door, and the guard's like, hey, get your mattress, man. This this cell's full. You can't be in here. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So I grabbed my mat and I, you know, drag it out and he shut the door. He's like, let me take you down here. It took me like the C block or something. Puts me in a set. <laughs> C puts block. Me in, puts me in a big cell. Like this is a big, looks like one big room. This one, the one I was in first was like one big room with a hallway. This, uh-huh. this one's just one big room. There's only 13 guys in there and they all look like they're older dudes. And this time I walk in this one, they put me in there and the, and the guy's like, hey man, you just put your mattress down over there, man. That's your spot over there. And he, it's, it was like on the floor underneath a picnic table. They had like a picnic table bolted to the floor. Mm-hmm. And one of the bench seats, they put me on the other side of that in the floor. So like when I'm laying down, if I sit up real fast, I'm hitting my head on the bench seat. So they put me in there with these guys and these guys are just like chilling, relaxing, you know. And one another thing I learned about like everybody just like laid out snoozing, you know, because by this time it's like. It's probably five, six o'clock in the afternoon. So everybody's snoozing and everything, relaxing and like but if you gotta use the bathroom, it's right there in front of God and everybody. I'm like, Well, hope I ain't gotta poop. Cause this is gonna <laughs> I might have to hold it. And then there's like this little bitty dark room hallway to my left and like back there's a shower. So there you get some privacy, but anybody can just walk back there on you. But you there's a shower if you take a shower. So I'm in here and I'm just laying there and I, you know, I'm trying to like roll I roll when I'm nervous, so I'm trying to like light roll so they can't tell I'm rolling. So, you know, I don't that's embarrassing. A grown man watching me roll. So I lay there and I'm just thinking like, Man, this is nuts, man. Like what is going on? And then, and then it starts going through like I can't just get up and walk out there and like, open the door and go walk around. Like I'm stuck in this cell. Like I'm I'm like I have no rights. So I'm like, Okay. So then then it gets dark and then when it gets dark it's like the plate like you hear people like in other cells down the hall doing like gorilla call like ah, 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 like screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, What the hell? The guys in my cell, they like start, one guy starts doing pull-ups off the bed. Another dude's doing push-ups. They break out some ma- some made-up cards out of paper and start playing cards. And, 
You know, and I'm like, so, and it was, there was one dude in there, he would, he would talk. I'm like, what's up with it? What's up? He's like, oh, man, the place comes alive at night. That's when we, everybody gets, you know, we sleep all day and then, like, stay up all night. So these dudes, like, in there playing cards, laughing, cutting up, having a good time. I'm like, I can't sleep. Not that I would have slept. I don't know. I'm sure I was in and out of sleep. <sighs> so on and so forth. But it What's was, the rule about going to jail that you wish you would have known before you went to jail? They, they strip search you, and if you had, and at least this was the rule then, if you have white boxers and T-shirt on, you get to keep it on. If you have colored stuff on, you have to take it off. So I was wearing a white t-shirt, but I was wearing like blue boxers. So they took my boxers. I got to keep my t-shirt and they put me in an orange jumpsuit. So now I'm free balling in an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> and that was embarrassing, you know, but I don't, not that you could tell it's kind of baggy on you, but still I'm laying there with a bunch of dudes with no drawers on. So, mm-hmm. but now if I, now, now I did learn, like if you're extended stay in there, like I'm going to be in there for a few months. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody gives you money you're in your commissary. If somebody gives you commissary money, like dad would have bring some money, put it on my account mm-hmm. at the commissary, they sell white, boxers. White so I could have, I could have bought some boxers eventually, but I wasn't in there that long. So, so I do my, my little whatever in there and then dad bails me out. And then he's, you know, he's the one that tells me like, um, here, you going back to my house. I'm like, no, I'll just take him back to the apartment. I'm like, uh, you don't go to the apartment. I'm like, no, take him back to the apartment. And so he took me home to his house first. I'm like, dad, I, I'm, I got my own. Let's take me home. He's like, okay. So he drives me to the apartment <laughs> and I walk in there and I see the devastation. And I'm like, mm-hmm. holy crackies, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay. So I walk around. Like you just thought a psychopath had went in there. Honestly. And, and, and dad gave me a, and dad was, you know, I guess they were smarter than me because I'm just in the moment, you know, like, and dad's like, here, I brought a disposable camera. I'm like, oh, okay. So I take pictures mm-hmm. of everything, you know, and, um, and then I get back in the car with him, and he takes me back home, you know, to his At house. At some point, you try to press charges on me, though. Yeah, that was the next day. So my family, you know, my sister in particular, was like, you take charges out on her. You know, did she hit you? I was like, I mean, we had an altercation, you know. No, you try to take charges on me for tearing up the stuff. <clears throat> no, no, I, I don't think I did do that. Mm-hmm. No, because when I went down to do those charges, they said that y'all married. That's half I know, half. that's what I'm saying. You tried, and then you tried to take charges <clears throat> on my friend, and they told you you couldn't do that either because. So I go down there to the thing, and I took a charge out on you, like a domestic charge, like you took on me, thinking like, okay. A spite warrant. Like, maybe she'll get hers now. You took it out, or your sister took it out? Because um, it was all in your sister's handwriting, and it was I mean, 95% I w- lies. I think I had to sign it. Other than the scratch on your arm where I th- did throw the candle holder at the TV. Oh, it was definitely a spite. But I didn't throw it, it at you. I it threw was it at definitely the TV. a spite. It was definitely a spite. It was no, it, it was a spite. It worked out in your favor. So I go down there, take it out. Well, no, it didn't work in the way I thought. I thought they would come find you and be like, hey, here's domestic violence. You're going to jail. But they didn't. They just, no, because they consider a spite warrant. So they, they, don't called arrest, you. they don't arrest the second person. They called you and was like, oh, we need you to come down to the, when you get off work today. And you drove down there. They served They didn't the call me. I called them. They served you the paper, you signed yourself out and went home. So it didn't work like I thought it was going to work. So I'm like, okay. So then, so then the apartment's tore up. I'm staying at dad's house. Me and the, me and the girl are not speaking. Me and you aren't speaking. And then, like, then, like, uh, Harris Tears, like, uh, we got to let you, you're basically suspended until your court date. And I'm like, what? My court date's like a month away. Like, and they're like, yeah, well, sorry. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to pay for a lawyer if you're suspending me from work and I can't make no money? I can't pay my bills and nothing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, you know. So now I'm freaking out. Now, like, it's really hitting me. Like, this is, okay, this is ridiculous. So then. I'm guessing, I think it was Jerry Kiger, the district manager, must have put a word in for me because the next day they called me and was like, you can come back to work, but as soon as you have your court date, like as soon as it's over, you got to bring us paperwork and let us see if you're guilty or not guilty. If you're guilty, you're getting fired. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, good. At least I can go back to work now. So I think I missed, I ended up missing like three days of work because of jail and that the third day. So I missed like three days of work and I get back into work. Now I'm working. So then I'm like, okay. I, so then somehow me, I think you had called 
and was like, um, "Now you have me by the balls." Ba- basically, he was like, "I have some stuff of yours." Because you know, you know well, he's giving a part where you went and got your mom went and got you an attorney, which yeah. was the same attorney that she used against your dad and her in the paternity case. Yeah, it was a it was a family attorney that knew. Everybody. And then because you had a spite warrant, basically you had me by the balls because if I actually went to court and pursued it, then I'd have, then you'd have pursued the other one, and then I would have risked losing my job. So so the justice system does not work for domestic violence. I just want to so me and you spoke and you said I, got some, I have some stuff of yours. I was like okay, so I met you, we met like at the I think the Longhorn parking lot on Battleground or something, and you gave me some stuff, and that that's how we. Established was communication again or I start like talk to you I gave you a frame picture that frame that picture that I found I gave it back to you in a frame <sighs> and then you gave me like um uh, surround sound speakers and my surround sound you whatever get, it was you tried to say I took that was yours you gave me a box of stuff so then and we and then we we, we spoke a little bit in the parking lot that day and then we go about our ways and then so then I keep so you then, were trying to be nice to me well and see this was at, at this point it was, and I was still mad I didn't want you I didn't give a crap about you being nice at that point at this point it was like I was being it was genuine nice because now I'm like I feel like an idiot because now this thing's like um I'm working it out at home so we're so now I'm like I know we got all this drama going on and it's all for nothing in my mind it's like what what was the point but you told me that the picture was hanging at work and you took some papers down off the wall oh, I gave you some bullshit story. and then you accidentally brought the picture home so you're still denying having an affair you're still basically and I'm just, because in my mind like nothing sexual has happened yet in my so. mind of not being able to comprehend that that you could possibly do this I'm like still stupid enough to believe it so, but but like i say nothing sexual even happened. though i know nothing sexual happened it i just wasn't just ready all, to accept it it was still un- inappropriate and i was wrong i was cheating but nothing so so then i'm like okay so i'm gonna try to work this you know i gotta you know figure out what's up with court and work so then on somehow that. we swapped and i ended up staying in the apartment and you left Yes, you stayed, but I would still come stay at night here and night there once in a while. And um, and me and you got back cordial. And, oh, I remember that. And we were speaking. Yeah, because at one point you drug that mattress out of the our bedroom into the living room. Right, I think right that was like the, the glass right doors. the beginning or something. When when you did when you wanted to get off on your court date, so um so everything's going you know somewhat as smooth as it can go with everything going on. I'm staying at dad's house, staying at the apartment, staying at dad's off and on, and then um. And then basically, I think it was probably towards the end of that. As it got towards the end, then all of a sudden she comes back around like, he ain't going to change. It ain't working out. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like basically stepping back saying, like, I want to pursue this. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, shit, you know, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. So court date comes. I go to court. You don't show up. They dismiss the case right away. Throw it right out the door. I come out. I go out inside in the parking lot call you on the phone i'm like hey you're like what's up i'm like uh they dismissed the case threw it out he's like, all right great 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 and i'm like yeah yeah fuck you click hung up i didn't remember saying great <clears throat> i think because i want the charger dropped on me but that's another reason why the justice system doesn't work because you got off first chance they threw your case out because i didn't show up because the agreement was i i won't show up to yours if you don't show up to mine so we can just neither one of us lose our jobs and so yours got dismissed right off the bat mine got continued like five times so i had to go to court like five times for something that was 95 percent bullshit i literally went in there for like, for getting I, my ass whooped i had to go to court five times i think i was the third docking on the on the That's third why I case say the justice morning. system doesn't work i literally sat down in that courtroom for maybe 22 minutes and then they was like you're done i had to sit there all day every day each time i went your court, your case was last. They never called my case, ever. All day, I sat there all day. They never called my case, and then I would see Swisher, my lawyer, come at the end and like walk up to the prosecutor and talk to him, and then he'd come over and tell me like about four o'clock that I could go. 
So more than likely, it was just not going to be called up that day. I was going to have to come back the next day and the next day. But he would get it continued and get it continued and get it continued. Because I'm going to take a wild guess. It was probably the same prosecutor. So, okay. So, so then, so then that's, so I'm like, F you. You got yours dismissed easy because you showed him the pictures. I mean, I gave him the pictures. Or your lawyer showed the prosecutor the 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 pictures. So they assumed I'm crazy, even though that happened after the fact. So they dismissed my case. I'm like, F you. I'm done hang up on you i go back to that okay now now me and and then me and this girl we start now we start like moving forward i want to say you stayed in the apartment you could somehow you got the whole apartment cleaned out and cleaned it up and yeah i had to clean everything up myself and move all that furniture out myself you were living the pizza guy helped me there was a pizza guy coming by when he saw me trying to take couches and stuff because we look we were on what the second Second floor floor. second floor It it was only two stories yeah and then i had to take it from the second floor all the way down all the way to the dumpster by myself so the pizza man saw me and he helped me okay so now i'm pursuing this relationship and you're at the apartment and then um, I think we, we would still bicker here and there. If I knew I was going to get the apartment, I wouldn't have tore the stuff up. Like We would bicker here and there. I'd come drop off the power bill. I'd just start putting, you told me to put it in the mailbox. You didn't want to see me. And, you know, I would give you shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. You'd call me names, call me a whore, <clears throat> yada, yada, yada. You ain't shit. And then we had. Uh, so I was like, just, I don't, I mean, it got so exhausting. Like the anger that you had was so exhausting. I was just like, I don't even want to see you. Like, just leave it in the mailbox. Like, even calling you to ask you if you had it or was dropping it off was so exhausting. Like, I locked my keys in my car one time, and I couldn't get my spare key because you had the other key to the apartment. So I had to call you to come get me, or would you please come get me so that you can let me in the apartment so I can get my spare car key. I'll walk back, and you left me sitting out there for, like, hours. Finally showed up, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, screaming, yelling at me. Took me to get the key wouldn't give me the key because my key got stolen. I didn't have another key now. So you wouldn't give me your key, even though you weren't staying at the apartment. So I had no way to lock the doors when I left every day. And then on the way back to my car, you proceeded to scream at me and yell at me and tell me I owed you sex for picking me up. Yes. And at that point, that's when I went to your sister's house and was like telling her what happened. And your sister got mad. Like she was like enraged. And she was like, you're a sorry piece of shit. So... Just so you know, he is cheating on you, and this is who it is, and I've met her. She yes, was, she was yes, in the apartment. Yes, yes. She was in the apartment. I actually have met her. She was like, but don't tell him I told you. Say, my kid told you. One of my kids told you. And then um, about that time, your stepsister walked in with one of her kids, and I was like, oh, that's all I needed to know. And she was like, don't worry, you going. I was like, that's all I needed to know. You just told me what I needed to know. And she was like, don't go do nothing stupid. I said, there's no reason to do anything stupid now. That is the only question I had the entire time was the truth. So I went to the apartment. I literally cleaned everything out of it. Now, I cleaned it up before, but now I moved every single thing out of it, all my stuff, cleaned it up back into mint condition from where it was, you know, like, mo- like you're moving out. It was completely empty, and I left. And see, and I, I had walked no, away. I had no clue you left. It, this had to be in October. So I dropped the check off in October for rent. So I dropped the check off in October, and then I call you and tell you, hey, the check's there, and... Oh, you him and hauled about it or something like, well, I think I was being belligerent or whatever. And then you was like, whatever, 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 hung up. And then according to you, you called my sister. After you hung up, uh, I didn't say, I didn't argue with you. I just hung up and then I called. Uh, at first I was just gonna let it be what it was. 
And then I felt bad because I'm like, what if somebody steals this check? He's going to blame me and that's going to be more crap. So I called your sister and said, um, just to let you know, because I hadn't even told her, like I moved out and Josh said he dropped the check off in the mailbox and he might want to go get it because I don't live there no more. So then she calls me and tells me. And then, so I take the check out of the mailbox. I thought, well, I'm going to ride around here and check it out. You called me back and was like, we had an agreement. We were going to pay the rent until, so the lease didn't, we didn't break the lease. And I said, I know what you did. I know when you did it and don't ever call me again. I, I can't believe this is eight years. Bye. So I go to the apartment. I go inside. The door's open. Push right open. I go in there and like literally the place, it looks like it's ready to be re-rented again. It's spotless, cleaned out. And I want to say that's when, and, and this was November. So this whole ordeal started like in July. So by now it's November. And then like, so I walk in there and see that. And that's like when it hits me, like this is like, Holy crap, this girl I've been with since 1997. This is over with. We are done. So I stood there. It was a, it was a eye-opening moment. I think, I think that was like if you have to pick, if I had to pick a moment of when my, when I realized like I made a mistake was that moment that day in that apartment that day. So I leave out, and that is what it is. And then you know we pretty much, um, I'm seeing this chick for you know basically August. I got a phone call at some point on my phone. And they hung up and I called it back and it was your, and they hung up. And so I called your sister and was like, do you know whose number this is? They just called and hung up on me. And she looked it up and was like, oh, that's my dad's number. I never, me and you had this conversation before. I never called that I remember doing because that. Because you had all my, you, because you had, also told me somebody was calling you at work hanging up. We had things together in each other's name and you didn't know that either. I went, cause you can't take somebody off your car insurance unless they have um, another insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So I'd already went and had myself taken off the car insurance policy. I'd already had, um, you'd had my phone cut off. I'd already went and had my own phone plan set up. Like you didn't know any of this and you didn't, I guess you didn't believe I could do it. So y'all called my phone. I don't think in that terms. I never thought about it. Y'all called my phone to see if it was on. It was. So then I had my phone number changed. So, uh, I didn't, you didn't know where I lived. You didn't know my phone number. I knew you were at your dad's, but I didn't care. I was done. And that was it. Yeah. I wasn't ever looking for you. So the next whatever months. I don't know why I don't ever remember calling because during that during that upset time I wasn't looking for you at all so I never called your work or your she, your sister said y'all were just sitting around the table joking because y'all had my phone cut off and then she was like her phone's not cut off and then I guess your dad didn't believe it so he called it and um, my phone wasn't cut off I don't remember having that conversation because I either. wouldn't have my own phone cut off. So then I had my number changed, and then I just went about my business. I moved in, ended up moving in with a friend. I think by then we had both went about our businesses. So I was doing my thing, you was doing your thing. I'm sure. So then I know you were. So then, you know, whatever goes by, you know, I'm seeing this chick and you're doing whatever you're doing. I don't even know what, because we wasn't having no communication whatsoever. So the last time we Mm-mm. talked was in that November, the first of November. Mm-hmm. So November, uh, so that that's when my eye opener comes and I start realizing like, what am I doing in my life? This ain't what I want to be doing. And then, so December goes by, January hit. And then it's like, I like, as the time goes by, I get more distant with her. It's like, Hey, I'm going out tonight. You want to go out at night? I'm like, nah, I'm got work in the morning. You know, I just I wasn't a partying type. Why I even tried to follow in that mold, I don't know. She very much liked to go party. All the, like then Monday was just Monday was a Saturday to her. You know, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And I was like, holy crap. So we just basically started, you know, doing separate things because I just couldn't. I just would. I can't go out. Sorry, I got to work in the morning. And then where I was focused on where my life was spiraling out of control, then my work started slacking. And then, you know, eventually I get called to my manager's office one day and he's like, hey, you know, and he, you know, they all start off with that saying, you're doing a great job. Your numbers are good. Numbers were good. You know, your sales are good. Sales were good. 
your waist is the best in the district. Waste was the best in the district. I'm thinking, okay, we're, what, what are we getting to here? And he's like, but, you know, we think this might be a little bit too much for you. And we want, you know, we want to keep your produce manager. We're going to move you back to Greensboro. Where, and, and, I, and I don't know, I, I'm sure it was my performance was probably slacking, but there was at one point in time where I just, me and that store manager could not get along. And I was just like, I just like anybody else does venting to their, I was venting to Deborah Vernon and was like, yeah, I just, I want to go back to Greensboro. I don't need to get out of here. This is, I'm driving 45 minutes to work. This ain't worth it. Me and this dude don't get along. You know, but I was just venting. I didn't really want to go nowhere. I, the bonuses were too good. And uh, so I tried to play it to myself like, oh, she's just doing this because I asked to go. But it wasn't. I, you know, I was slacking, wasn't running the crew like I should. So they ended up pushing me out of the store. And then that would just add cream to the crop. You know, made me feel even worse. And I get moved out to a um, random road store. So I go to Ramblin' Road Store. First day first day on the way to Ramblin' Road Store, I hit a deer on the highway doing like 80 miles an hour, smashed the whole front of my truck in. I'm like, man, this is just like, it was just getting worse and worse as time went by with my luck. And Did you ever have a revelation that that was karma? Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I didn't, at the time, did you ever? No, you don't believe in that shit. I just believe like, man, so I'm already miserable because I'm like made a mistake in my marriage. Now I got demoted, you know, and, and you know how prideful I am about my work. Like, so that's embarrassing. And we know everybody. So er all of my peers that I've worked for at Harris Teeter for 10 years by this time or however long it's been, know I just got demoted, you know, but they, they did keep me a produce manager, but they slick, they, they sneakily put me in a store. They didn't tell me what's closing. So I think what I was produce manager for like another two weeks and they shut the store down. Then I got stuck there having to like help clean the store out. You know, that's like a bum job. That's where you put a bum at to close down a store. You know, you don't put your best people there so then i realized like man i don't feel way off and so i get stuck there shutting this store down and my truck's in the shop getting fixed and everything and then you know this girl's just like hey we going out and i'm like yeah i stand her up and i'd go out here and there but not a lot so then by january i'm like huh you know like i'm really like i gotta figure something out here and um and like I say, I, I knew I knew by January that this wasn't for me. But like I say, I'm not an outspoken dude. I'm not like a a breakup artist or anything. So I'm just trying to just like trying to like, like I do everything in life. I I play dodge. You know, I play dodge. Like when people call, I dodge. If I don't want if I don't want to do something, instead of just being a man, be like, hey, I don't want to do that. I just don't answer the phone or I stop. Com I stop communicating, and uh, it's just a trait my family has. Why I don't know. So I so I figured just playing the distant game will eventually this thing will just fizzle out. And we had spoke at some point in the end of January, and she's like, "Yeah, I got you some stuff for Valentine's Day." So now I feel obligated, like, shoot, I got to buy her something for Valentine's Day. I literally buy her some gifts for Valentine's Day. She bought me some gifts for Valentine's Day. She came to the house. She came to my dad's house. We exchanged gifts, and then she left. That was that was Valentine's Day. And I don't think it even happened on Valentine's Day. It was like a few days after. So we just exchanged gifts, and then she leaves. It was so it was the most awkwardest thing ever. And then she leaves, and then I'm like, okay, that's done. And then by the end of February... I heard you were seeing other people throughout that time anyways. Who? The girl you were seeing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We have, we, were, we went from probably hanging out seven days a week to four days a week to three days a week to one day a week. By, by, by February, we were hanging out. By the beginning of February, we might have seen each other one day a week, two days a week. And uh, so then it, it was something distinct. She was, and she brought up like, you know, you, you like I can tell you're dodging me. I can tell you're being distant, this, that, and the third. Like, I want to go out. We're, let's go out and eat tonight. I was like, all right, that's cool. Let's do it. Well, I somehow got I stood her up on that, and then she didn't speak to me for like four or five days, and then she calls me again, and then now she's like more like, 
you know, like that was fucked up, blah, 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 blah. Like what's going on? I'm like, oh, nothing, nothing. I've been busy with work and this, you know, cleaning this store out, trying to get things moved. That's your MO though. Like you can't deal with issues. I don't know why. I, I wish I could just say no, or I don't, I, I, this ain't work. So you get that from your mom. So, um, and, and, but the thing is, I still do it now at 40 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. I'm still like 41 years old and I'm still like, can't just say no. Like if somebody, like we had a guy knock on the door, sorry, getting off subject here, but a dude knocked on the door wanting to get me to sign up for cable. And I go out there and have a 45 minute conversation with a dude and sign up for cable that I don't even want. <laughs> <laughs> we already had cable <laughs> and josh agrees to it and, then the dude and he leaves. sends equipment and yes. i have to go out there i'm like i'm gonna go out there and shoot this dude out and josh begs me not to and then this dude sends equipment and he's just like oh well, the equipment come just send it back i'm like why are we gonna do all that we don't need to like i'm gonna go out here and cancel this and you wouldn't let me go out there and handle the, and, it and it turned out to be a debacle because the guy they send the equipment i send it back and they still send me a bill for like 126 dollars or something i'm like why am i getting a bill i never activated this well, it says you got the equipment. This is your cell. Like, no, I never. So then I had a fight for. They maybe they sent the bill to collections. They sent it, yeah. And then I was able to get them to finally talk to them. It's like, okay, we'll pull it out of collections. We're sorry, blah blah blah. Because then I started getting like, you know, like trying to blame it on him. <laughs> and then they canceled the bill, took it off, and it was like, no. But still, the 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 inconvenience it caused me hours out of my day. You know, It'd two been months much later, just to say no, thank you. Have a no, nice thank day. you. Have a nice day. So. So then, so then she hits me up like, "Hey, you know, like I can tell this." She's like, "Look, we're, I'm going out tonight. I want you to go." You know, I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll go." I ended up taking my dog to the dog park over there at Country Park, you know. And like the time came, I was supposed to meet her. About thirty minutes later, she calls my phone. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" She's like, "Where you at?" I'm like, "Oh, I had a why change the phone? Let me this." <laughs> I, so I'm like, "Where she's like, where That'd you be at?" More embarrassing. I'm like, "Oh, I'm at the dog park with my dog." She's like, "Are you serious? Like, you know, we're supposed to meet up at like let's say six o'clock." I'm like, well, I ain't spending a lot of time with my dog. You know, basically, I just told her I ditched her for a dog. So I ain't spending a lot of time with my dog. My stepmom's been getting on to me, you know, so I needed to bring a dog to the park. And she was like, uh, okay, whatever, blah, 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 hung up on me. And that, that was pretty much it. And then then I, by this time, I started to contact Meredith Moore, my sister. And I'm like, hey, you still talk to Amy? Yeah, we still talk, blah, blah, blah. But, ain't, but she's being very, like, like she's your bodyguard. Like, what do you want with her? You know, I'm like, I just want to speak to her. Like, how's she doing? Why are you worried about it? You know, I'm just like, Damn. <laughs> we still married like what do you mean i'm just curious how she's doing you know i fucked up i just want to make sure she's good and this that and the third and then she finally started talking more and you know getting more like letting her guard down i was like look i just want to speak to her will you see if she'll speak to me and she was like yeah i'll see so then i think like so then i I'll go one day i'll go to troy's house and we're like gaming in his apartment playing some uh ncaa football and the girl calls me and was like hey i'm like what's up you know and she's just pretty much like yeah I basically we just it was like a mutual thing and like this is Renna's course and yeah and blah blah she's like yeah you just you know you just come get this stuff i got of yours and i'm like all right i got some stuff of yours i'll bring to you and uh she just left like a box sitting in the driveway and I dropped a little bit of stuff I had off of hers, took my box and threw it back and went back to Troy's house, kept playing football on the on the Xbox where we was playing PlayStation. And a few days after that, Meredith finally calls me back and was like, yeah, Amy says she'll talk to you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. So then um, I went to a Wendy's parking lot and I was eating Wendy's and you called my phone. Or I don't know if she, I think she gave you my number and you called me. Or maybe she gave me, I called you, whatever. And probably one of the most cordial conversations we've ever had to this day. Like I was very apologetic. Um, 
you were very nice on the phone. Like there was no, it was a, it was actually a good conversation. Do you remember the conversation? I don't remember verbatim, but do you remember the conversation? I remember telling you I lost a lot of weight. Like there wasn't no, there I wasn't no con- dress again. There wasn't no condescending tones in the conversation. You know, I apologize for everything I'd done, and you. It wasn't a conversation where I thought it was like, oh, this is a conversation for us to get back together. It was just more of a like, because I told my mom when out throughout the whole thing, I said one day he'll apologize for everything that just happened. And she's like, no, he won't. He won't. He don't care. Da da da. da. And I'm like, no, because this this whole thing was not. It was so out of character for you. I'm like, one day he's going to like realize what he just did and then he's going to apologize or at least contact and like get closure because there was no closure. It was so just evil and hateful and just crazy. And so that's what I kind of feel like. I felt like it was. I felt like it was just calling for closure. Like, it was very, it was a very good You were like, I'm sorry. You were like tearing up. I could tell you were tearing up. And like, I was like, don't worry about it. You know, by this time I had done been through a whole journey of my own. Um, eight, six, eight, seven, eight months is a long time to sit and like grow as a person. So I was going to church by then. I'd already went through my hoe phase and then I went through, you know, my hoe phase, drinking phase. Then I was out and then I was in my church phase. So I was going through church and everything. So I was just in a good place so i wasn't really there was no animosity i didn't really but it was a good conversation and we talked I, like i say i apologized i was blue in the face it's sincere apologies i wouldn't know but like i say nobody's being condescending or being rude or hateful it's a good conversation and then we hung up and i sat there in the parking lot you know till my tears i could dry my face up and then i went home and then i really don't remember how it went down after that like i pretty much um like i kept contact talking to meredith and didn't mean you go have dinner didn't we meet at bill's y'all pizza? showed up one day over there when i was at her house because me and her used to go to bible study on wednesday nights oh i think that was a setup we used to do beth more bible studies i think that was that a time when you realized that was a setup she didn't tell me you were there or she didn't tell you. Or she I think told she me, set us both or up. Or she told me. I, maybe, maybe she told me you were there, but didn't tell you no, I was she, coming. It was yeah, something like that. Yeah, she didn't tell me. She told you because you brought you had the uh, the where thought to bring somebody with you because you didn't want to come alone. So you brought him with you. I had no idea. And we met at Mary's. After I got there, she's like, oh, by the way, Josh is stopping by. I was like, oh, my God. Like, my stomach just dropped. Like, and I hadn't seen you in, like. We probably hadn't seen each other since, like. I hadn't um, seen you forever. It, shit. We hadn't seen each other since I got out of court in August, right? We had just talked. No, you picked me up, I think, after that. For the Okay. so It had been a long time. It had been like at least six, seven months since I had seen, seen you. So then and we met there, and then we ended up going out to Bill's Pizza and eating Bill's but, Pizza. I mean, can we be full disclosure here, or you're going to lie about that too? What? Like, you were driving by my work? Yeah. No, I didn't lie about that. You I, said I wasn't doing I wasn't anything. calling your work. No, there at the end. Yeah, like come like end of February, March, I was driving by your work. Just because I wanted I'm, to see, not to see, you can't see you in the building. I just want to see your car. Just seeing your, driving by and seeing your car brought me comfort. Because I knew that's Amy's car. That means Amy's in there working. That just brought me comfort. Like that's as close as I can get to you. Because this is before we spoke. So yeah, I was driving by your work. I didn't know. Because I was standing there and like that. one of my coworkers is like, because you had a very distinctive looking vehicle with yeah, like was, tinted out windows and a decal. And so I'm sitting there and they're like, and, uh, there goes Josh. And I turned around and looked, and I was like, you know, then in my mind, it's like, it could just be, you know what I'm saying? You could just been going somewhere. We lived in the same city. I mean, and all our, as and far all, as I knew, it was just a coincidence. And all our stomping grounds were that side of town. <laughs> That's where we did it. all our eat out eating and everything else was that side yeah, of town. Yeah, as far as I knew, I mean, you wouldn't have any reason to go on that exact street, but as but far no, as I, I was knew, like, you York. were just riding by somewhere. I just want to see your car, because, I mean, I, you know, I I never could time it where I could catch you coming out of the building to see you. It was always just seeing your car. So, yeah, I was driving by. I probably did it four or five times. You know, it just was... It was just peaceful seeing your, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you were with, uh, in, in the, in the Jeremy days, when you left me for Jeremy, I'd ride, I'd get up in the morning and drive to his apartment complex at 3 a.m. to see your car sitting there. You know what I'm saying? And it had the opposite effect on me. 
<laughs> I see your car there, and I'm like, like I still cried. I was still upset, you know, because I knew what was probably going on. But then here we are, years later. I'm riding by just seeing your car brought me comfort. You know, there was one thing through that whole breakup that I just had to sit with myself and realize, like, this is how I made him feel. Because it was, it was like the most painful thing I've been through next to my grandmother dying. And I'm like sitting with my thoughts and like, instead of being like angry, you know, the anger was over once I got the truth. And once I got the truth and then we actually just went our separate ways because, you know, going the route we're going, we might have really hurt each other. So after I just had time to be by myself and sit with my thoughts and the pain, I just kind of was like, it hit me like, this is what I put you through. Because I was so young when I did what I did. I just like, what's the big deal? Like, we're not married. Like, I'm just seeing somebody else. Like, you know, like my, somebody I know is telling Kayla the day like they were dating multiple people at the same time and Kayla just thought that was so weird and I'm like well when you're dating you're just dating and then when they decide to be exclusive then they you know are exclusive so that kind of was like in my mind when I was like 19 years old or you know 16 17 18 19 like yeah, I, and for some reason, and that's in what I'm my saying. mind, I wasn't like you know. And I'm for creating some, some reason, great sin. For some reason, at that age where you're just like we're just dating, some reason I was like a stage one clinger. I was like more invested in you were in my me- mentally. Mm-hmm. But we did live together. I don't know why. I mean, it was probably beyond dating. We lived together and we'd been together for like six years or five years or something like that. You so still I, looked at it like it we're was dating. a more significant relationship than what I was seeing it to be. So or trying to make it out to be. So, but when we got to that point with me going through the other, you know, coming full circle, then I was like, oh, I I felt more pain for like, this is what I put him through than I felt for the fact that you were putting me through it. Like, I was like, wow, I can't believe I made him feel this way. I can't believe this is how bad this hurts. Like, I'd never experienced a breakup before. And especially a breakup from your first love, your first everything. Like, it was so traumatic. Like, I lost tons of weight. I, like I said, I went through partying, drinking, um all of that and then as I just kind of was waking up like this this isn't me it's kind of like when you're sitting in jail like even when I sit in that courtroom when I had to go to court something I'm like how did I end up here like what am I doing this is not this is not even me like this is well it's what we used to watch on Jerry Springer yeah like this is so surreal like when did this become (laughs) us when did this become who I am so then I was like this is if this is not what I want because I was trying to find myself really like we weren't ever the richest people in the world but we wasn't trash and that trashy, part, yeah. that part of our life, we was doing. I mean, some when I was trash. younger, I probably was a little trashy. But we were doing some trash. We were doing high school. We shit. We were doing some trailer park shit. Or yeah, it was it was very trashy. So I'm like, you know, is this really what I want to be? But then I'm kind of like, I don't know who I want to be. Like, I didn't know who I was outside of Josh and Amy. So then that's when I went for the other extreme. Like, I was going to church, and I was going to church like every day of the week like because it was a revival and then I was going to church on Sundays and I was going to church on Wednesday nights because we were doing Bible study. So. I was still just trying to figure like my life out and just like who I wanted to be as a married, person. Was you in the married couples class or the single women's class? Single. Oh, you were single ready to mingle. They have the single class. I started out in the married women. women's class with um, your sister and her husband. And then it was just kind of awkward because I didn't have a husband. And then I didn't want to tell everybody at the church that I, so I just went to church and used my maiden name and never told anybody I was married. So then when we ended up, like talking and I said hey if you want to talk to me then you got to start going to church with me and so you started going to church with me and then everybody's like oh you have a husband yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll hold off like, on that we'll stop it here uh yeah I have a husband <laughs> we'll stop it here so we met so we we'll, we'll stop I it at the, I brought a friend over to Meredith's house and Meredith set it up where I ran into you there and then mm-hmm. we went out and ate some dinner and then y'all left and then called back and was like, hey, do y'all want to go get something to eat? Yes, that is right. So I then like, me and I took her as like my buffer. You took him as your buffer. And then we went out to eat. And then we didn't even speak the whole time. We did speak. It, mm-hmm. it was awkward. I spoke to Nick and you talked to your sister. It was awkward because, like you say, it had been so while since we've seen each other. So, all right. Well, and plus, there's two people that are like sitting there with us. We're going to leave it off there. We're going to leave it there. And then 
I didn't think this would be a two-parter, but it's going to be in a two-parter. So there was our, you know, the, just more crazy drama. As horrible as the whole situation was, honestly, I think it was like the best thing that's ever happened to our relationship. Which part? That part or the whole The everything? separation. <laughs> just all of that. All of that because it led to our actually separating from one another. Yeah, because all and your we stuff needed to separate, separate from one another to grow up. Because we were just childish and ignorant and immature and toxic and we needed the hell away from each other and we needed to grow up. Amen. Amen, system. <laughs> but, I mean, All right, so bad. we're, we're going to leave it at that, and uh, we'll come back with the next episode of finishing this off of you know what went down and how it went down and why it went down, and I guess maybe in the next one we can throw in some stories. We'll throw in stories. What's what's on the next episode? Talk about my whole face. We'll finish. We'll finish the episode. Finish the story of this part of the story, but then we'll also have time to tell. Things going on on my end, things going on on your end, because I didn't, I don't know what's going on with you. You don't know what's going on with me, so we can throw some stories. Yeah, because like you can say one one story mutually as we were separated, but then there was like so much stuff going on with me. And then so much stuff going on with you. So we can go through that. Okay, so we appreciate everybody listening. Sorry it's been a month since we dropped the uh, story episode. Um, we, I, I don't feel like it's been a month since we dropped a Friday mashup because we have one. We just never released it. So we just got to finish editing. It's, it's on like, YouTube. Yeah, it is on YouTube. And and now and just so everybody knows, probably I'm gonna try tomorrow. I think we should do it tomorrow. We're all both off work. It's a nice snow day. We're snowed in. But I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna try um doing a Facebook live through our Warp Sense Reality page. You know what I'm saying? Go live there through Facebook instead of YouTube. That way, everybody who's a member of the page will get notified we went live, and then they can maybe tune in and see it or whatnot. But, but still download. So you download. Yes, yes. Please we're at still, 902 downloads. Please total. still download. We're about, to hit, we're about to hit that thousand mark. So we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, this is the Warp Sense Reality Show. I'm Josh. And Amy. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace.